Thank you. <laughs> now I'm lost. What are you going for? <laughs> I just thought you were going to say, may the force be with you. Um, like, what does Obi Wan say? He says hello there, but we're leaving, so why would I say that? <laughs> we would be honored if you would join us. Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mostly Star Wars podcast. I got two of the wonderful hosts here along with me. In the middle, we have Josiah. Hello there. And on the right, we have Tyler. This is the way. <laughs> this is the way. That's what he said. That was a translation for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, well, welcome. May, May 4th. May the 4th be with you, everybody. It's Star Wars Day. We're we're happy to talk about Star Wars, and uh, you know we got some great stuff. Some great stuff coming today. We got visions. I unfortunately haven't been able to watch any of that yet, but I look forward to getting to it, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Anything interesting you find today in Star Wars Day? Yeah, I, I think just in general, it's such a cool day. You know, obviously, just you know, created by fans play on words but it it became like such like a big movement and i love that it's almost like a holiday now and you know like so many people are talking about star wars playing star wars watching star wars telling star wars stories um at school today like all the kids were you know like wearing star wars stuff uh, all the teachers were wearing star wars t-shirts and like there's just conversations around star wars uh in um in our third grade class, we had like a trivia um, part of the day for like Star Wars. And like, I don't know, it was it was such a cool thing that there was so many people just all talking about Star Wars, whether they knew a lot about it or really were into it or not. But it's just it was such a cool thing, you know, and I think just across the board, seeing on social media, all these different companies, you know, really going all in for for Star Wars Day and you know, people doing like PC builds, like based around Star Wars and everything. And so I think just in general today, it's such a cool thing for so many people like around the world to just like think about, talk about, you know, and experience Star Wars today. And um, yeah, like you had mentioned, Visions came out and I was excited. I, I really enjoyed the first season of Visions. Um as some of the specific stories in there I thought would have been awesome to like be a full on show. Um, I've only watched the first episode actually. And I was surprised. It kind of started out a little bit slow for me because I was like, it's only 15 minutes, you know, so it's basically almost like a short, you know, so I was like, it's kind of starting slow, especially for how short it was. But then like the payoff with like a couple of moments in there, I was like, dang, <laughs> like they they did a really good job. So yeah, I was ha- I was hyped for that. And then before the show, I was talking to Tyler and I was telling him that the main uh, character, Lola, she is actually the actress in Money Heist or Casa de Papel, 
on Netflix, the Netflix show. And so that was pretty cool to, to see somebody, you know, an actress that we knew, my wife and I knew, you know, to be in, you know, thrust into Star Wars, even if it is, you know, visions. Um, but that was really cool to see. Yeah, I I did get to watch most of them. Well, I say most of them. I did uh, kind of fall asleep during one of them, but... <laughs> uh, How dare you? I know, I know. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest, I'm not really a anime person, and it's kind of hard to... Even, even the ones that I thought were good... Uh, like I was just kind of mentioning to you guys that it, you get to the end and you're like, okay, that's it. That was cool. Let's, let's go. Let's just, you know, let's see some more. Let's keep going or whatever. But then, then it's another episode about someone completely different and something completely different. And there's mm-hmm. no real traction to it. And, and then the other part too is uh, like you, like you just mentioned that it's not canon. And so yeah. it's kind of hard to, uh, get involved in it too much i I do like seeing the different animation styles and the the cultures that are represented through that that was uh pretty interesting and i did enjoy that uh but again and the other thing the other thing that came out today which i actually well i thought i had watched an episode or two last night only to realize that i was going to start I was like, okay, I can burn through those because they're super short. Mm-hmm. Realizing that it's the Jedi Academy Adventures, and I was watching the shorts, not the yeah. episodes. I thought they were just shorts, <laughs> and then I looked in and I found the scenes, and I go, "Well, there's like eight, nine episodes that are 25 minutes long." I'm like, "It's six o'clock. I'm podcast at eight. I'm not finishing this <laughs> whole thing." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I watched a couple episodes last night, thinking they were the like the four minute episodes, and I just thought I was at the right spot, and I just just wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I went looked at it today. And I'm like, oh, I was on the wrong wrong long one, wrong one last night. And you know that's what happens when you stay up till midnight to watch Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's and there's more than one stuff dropped. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would have been up really late if I tried to watch that stuff last night. I ended up streaming, I think, to like uh, a little after four o'clock or something. So, oh, then when I was done, so when I was done streaming, you know, it's like, I think whenever you're, you know, like it's hard to just go right to sleep. So then we didn't go right to sleep after that. And then, yeah, I had to be up like at 630 for work. So I didn't get much sleep last night. So I was kind of like dragging at the beginning. But then, like Crazy. I said... Just all the Star Wars stuff like got me hype. So you know, I was I was excited. The the other thing that Hugh and I got to do this week with regards to Star Wars is we got to go see Return of the Jedi in theaters. And yeah. I believe as far as I can remember, that's the first time I've ever seen this one in Star in, in theaters. I've seen Empire before, I think, when I was real little. It was like in the 96 re- re-release, but I would have been like five, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, and this is, yeah, the first first one, first time I got to see Return of the Jedi in theaters. And it was, it was pretty uh, special. It was pretty great. 
I enjoyed that, and I kind of hope they continue to do that stuff uh, for some of the older movies. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it would. Cause I, I, that's my favorite of the original trilogy, but I've seen it hundreds of times, right? Like, I've yeah. seen it so much. But what I tried to do was, like, with the big screen, I tried to, like, look in the background. Like in, like in Java's Palace and like look in the background to try to see the aliens that you don't normally get to see when you're watching on your computer monitor or even on a TV at home. And that was kind of interesting stuff. Yeah, it was it was pretty great. I, I am glad we got that opportunity and I'm glad that they did that because, yeah, kind of it was interesting to just be able to look and and being an actual theater, because I actually haven't been in that. I haven't seen that many movies in theaters since COVID came out, really. I've, uh, since yeah, COVID maybe... came out, like it was released. <laughs> <laughs> it came out on, <laughs> on Blu-ray. It came, it came out on digital. It's a physical yeah. copy. Was it, uh, January of 2020 or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, um, I mean... I've seen a couple movies now, uh, Avatar. Um, That's the only one, one I've seen is Avatar. Yeah, maybe that is the only one. And now, now Star Wars. And uh, before that, it was Rise of Skywalker was the last one we saw in theaters. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker in in December 2019. Maybe maybe I saw it once in January 2020. Because uh, I know I saw I went and saw it at least three times, but. Uh, anyway, I, it's but, a different experience to go see a Star Wars movie. Now, and it was like I, like I had messaged you guys. It was the first time I watched Return of the Jedi since I've watched the Obi Wan show, and I feel like that Obi Wan show really puts a lot of it builds on what's already established. And the conversation that uh, Luke has with Obi Wan about Obi Wan's like he's more machine than man. So from what I said to you was true. Anakin, or Darth Vader betrayed Anakin. And from, from Obi-Wan's viewpoint, that was exactly what happened. Yeah. That's exactly what Vader said to him. I killed Anakin. So mm-hmm. it, it makes you it really makes you think like Obi-Wan wasn't lying. This is really what he believed. Mm-hmm. And then when Luke talks to Vader, you have the line of that that name no longer has any meaning for me. And, mm-hmm. and that's that's how Vader felt too. That's really what he felt. Until he had until he got that connection with his son. Until yeah. that point, he was pretty much completely consumed by the dark side. It was that mm-hmm. connection to another Skywalker that brought Anakin Skywalker back into his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree because another thing I kind of picked up on that maybe I've missed before is that uh, Luke is telling him, I feel the conflict within you. Oh, and yeah. And you're know, like, there is no conflict. And you, and you begin with that Obi-Wan show, you could see him like trying to bury it. He's trying to bury yeah. it down. But what I realized is in that scene when uh, Vader goes, uh, maybe if you won't join us, then maybe she will. Mm-hmm. And so maybe and he's talking about Leia. But when you're in that scene, one thing I, I, I kind of never noticed, but you see... Because all you see is Vader, but what you see on him, 
is nothing but a blue reflection coming off of his eyes and his armor. And and considering that we know that they did, that uh, Luke was in all black to symbolize his choice that he'd have to make, it was really cool to be basically I took that as okay they're showing us that there's he, that Vader's basically going to have to make the same choice with that with the blue reflecting off of his armor and off of his helmet in in that moment so I thought that was a really cool the other thing is is that I kind of never really realized but I picked up on is in the movie everything is kind of it seems like it's going downhill. Now, Quentin believes that the the, uh, the Endor battle, the Forest Moon battle, was starting to turn around already. But realistically, nothing had officially happened yet. Until the moment where Luke makes the choice and says, No, you have failed your highness. I am a Jedi like my father. And in that moment, the next scene it cuts to is them blowing up the satellite that's controlling the shield as soon as he makes that choice it's almost like the entire galaxy was hinging on luke's choice because one and once he makes that choice the light side flows the uh the uh satellites destroyed the shield comes down and the attack on the Death Star commences. Like right mm-hmm. right after his choice. That's when it finally happens. And and so I, I I just I never had looked at it like that before. And so it was kind of a new uh revelation for me. It was it was an interesting thing that I just kind of noticed that I loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think like that movie obviously has so many like really epic moments. Like you just talking about that conversation when they're walking, you know, Luke and his dad, (laughs) Luke and Vader, you know, um, it's, it gave me goosebumps like thinking about it because like you can't see Vader's face, but we know it. (laughs) It's Hayden Christensen, you know? So like we can Mm -hmm. see, we can see him. We could see like his face through it kind of like, you know, in, in the Obi-Wan show when, you know, he gets his, his mask cut, right. And we get to see his face and you can see him still doing that back and forth. And like you said, I like, I love that part because Luke is getting like under his skin just as much as vice versa. You know, they're really playing back and forth on each other. And so like, I, yeah, like you said, like about the conflict when in the, he you know he snips back real quick you know there is no conflict you know but it's like you know there is you know why is it making you so mad then you know mm-hmm. like it's it's just kind of fun like that that whole scene is so cool and and i think like i know a lot of people have talked about this over the years including george you know and uh and mark but i feel like go like rewinding history and going back to that moment when people really didn't know what was going to happen, you know, like you don't know what the choice was. And I think like what you're saying, like, you know, the whole universe was like almost hinging on what Luke was going to do. It really would have changed everything, 
you know, and, you know, maybe not even necessarily hundred percent to the bad. They could have still did what, you know, what Vader wanted, um, killed the emperor and then they ruled together, you know, type situation like he always wanted. Um, mm -hmm. But it's like there, there is so much hinging on not only Luke's decision, but then Anakin's subsequent decision after that. So, like, I feel like it was just it was two super, you know, superpowers, like in like this epic standoff of morality and family and like you mm -hmm. know like there's arrogance in there and there's there's just like so much just all wrapped up in there and like so i i think yeah it's like super underrated you know i think to this day because you know with cinema we get so much stuff and we want everything we want fast and you know we want action at like every second and so like sometimes some of those moments get like you know I guess brushed aside, but like you were saying, it's like so that movie was so epic in like so many mm -hmm. different little pieces of dialogue. I think that's why uh, Star Wars is different, especially with George, because he basically would write these stories so that we're not just getting action for action's sake. Like the action mm -hmm. means something. The uh, the fight between Vader and Luke in Return of the Jedi is the most emotional lightsaber duel in the entire series of all of Star Wars. Maybe, maybe, I mean, I guess you could, the only one I could consider that would be make, maybe be just as emotional or even, or even close is from, is the last episode of the Obi-Wan show between mm -hmm. Obi-Wan and Vader. That... Mm -hmm. And and I'm watching okay. that right now. Or <laughs> or their original duel in Revenge of the Sith, because especially mm -hmm. the way it ends, where uh, Obi Wan's practically crying, "You were my brother, Anakin. I loved you." Those those are, see those are the moments that make those those duels so epic. Okay, mm -hmm. the Phantom Menace duel between Obi Wan and Maul and Qui Gon is epic but it doesn't mean the same as those other yeah. three that i just mentioned yeah even you know it, yeah like it, it like i like it it means a lot to obi-wan you know but yeah like you know i don't know yeah like you're saying it's just it's totally different like the spectrum of that battle you know like it's gonna push now obi-wan in a certain path you know, maybe it's going to push him a little bit further out from where he usually stands with the Jedi Council to be like, no, I just watched my master die in front of my eyes and I promised him this. So I will do this. Yeah. You know, like where he never would have. But besides that, yeah, like it, it wasn't. Yeah, it, it wasn't the same. I, I think like what you're like, you're saying, even like the battle on Mustafar, like I, I think there's two sides to that too because just as emotional as obi-wan was like you could see anakin was too the, and the opposite emotions yeah the opposite emotions but at the same time it's kind of like you know 
when you get in like a crazy fight with a family member, like you and your brother getting like a big fight, you know, and it's like, you're like, oh man, you know, like, you know, like the same thing, like you have all these anger emotions or whatever, like, but it's just because of the heat of the moment and what it is. And so I kind of feel like that with Anakin as well, like he's going back and forth. He's still having that change. You know, he's feeling all of those negative feelings of like betrayal and stuff like that on top of, you know, like going in, like getting pulled to the dark side. And it's like, it's almost like, like the emotion of like that he, when he's like, I hate you, you know, like it's like, it's epic. It's not like, like, it's almost just as powerful for him to like have that crazy of an emotion towards Obi-Wan after everything, you know, that they'd been through together too, which the Clone Wars, like even, you know, on top of everything else, just really compacted their relationship. So you mm-hmm. go through all that crazy relationship and then now you feel like, you know, your brother, mentor or whatever is now betraying you. You know, it's yeah, it's man, it's there's some it's definitely more emotional like that one versus the Qui-Gon one, whereas I feel like the Qui-Gon one almost reminds me of the Obi-Wan Vader fight. Um, you know, their last fight, you know, where it's not like, uh, it's not, it is emotional in a sense, but not like hardcore emotional. It's more like, you know, uh, Qui-Gon is content with passing. And then like, so is like Obi-Wan, like he's like content with passing in that battle and at peace, you know, whereas like Mm -hmm. those other battles we talked about, no one was at peace. No, (laughs) yeah, it was just all bad. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean the the epic thing that will always live on in our hearts with the the Obi Wan Qui Gon and Mole duel is just it was the first time we saw lightsabers used like that acrobatic and athletic individuals in a lightsaber duel, and that will always be the first time we saw that. And I'll always hold that special place. I know. I, I, I was even like uh, going down the Twitter rabbit hole of people commenting on and stuff. And it was just uh, people commenting on Phantom Menace and saying, well, it's, uh, if that's your favorite, so someone had said, like, if that's your favorite Star Wars movie, then you're not a Star Wars fan. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> that's so lame. I mean, so that's, I mean, that's lame to me because I love that movie. That's, that's my favorite prequel. Um, it's just and, and and not to t- subtract from from Revenge of the Sith because that's an epic yeah. an epic movie too. And that's actually I really hope I saw somebody saying it's it's going to be what the twentieth anniversary coming up next twenty five twenty five. I hope Came they bring that back in theaters because I know I saw it in theaters, but I would have been eleven. I want to see yeah. that. I want to see Revenge of the Sith in theaters again. That would mm-hmm. be cool. But the, that but the Phantom would Menace, be epic because Revenge the of the Phantom Sith Menace is my is, favorite. <laughs> yeah, well, Revenge of the Sith. I mean, of of the the original six movies was always the one that looked the best. Like it was the technology mm-hmm. in that movie was fantastic, especially the, you know scene, this, the the opening scene in that movie is like the great. I remember seeing it for the first time, and that was the like the you know you know me and the space battles guy. That opening scene just was it for me. It was so good. You know, mm-hmm. I see people online comparing cgi then to now and and they basically are like look at how much better cgi was almost 20 years ago when george lucas was making movies <laughs> yeah 
You know what I want, like just in general, across all the Star Wars movies is like a director's cut. You know how they have like those now where like it, they add in like deleted scenes and stuff like that. There's so many amazing deleted scenes across all the Star Wars movies that like later, way years later, we get to see them. And then some of them are like not even fully like filmed, but they're like, you know, like they're like the art and stuff of it and everything like that yeah and i'm just like oh my goodness like this is such an epic part of the movie and it makes like this and this makes so much more sense it makes this way more important you know like in the revenge of the sith there were so many moments with like um windu and yoda and even uh anakin going to like meet the family like all of this stuff like would have made it all so much more epic and you know whether they had to cut it for time or you know why it specifically was cut all these little pieces but i was like man i would love like add another 30 minutes on like let's see uh um yoda <laughs> talking to uh uh qui-gon jinn you know you know like stuff like that like man just like i would love to like have a little bit more of some of that stuff Empire you know, have you not on. heard have you not heard that uh there is rumors that there's like a four-hour cut of revenge of the sith that that never been seen what the heck that'd yeah. be crazy i would be all for that, <laughs> oh, that, yeah. that there's about? always been that rumors i always see yep. it all the time and everyone's like oh we want it so bad or you know but it's never gonna happen I'm talking about yoda and talking to qui-gon and we um the Empire Strikes Back was on the TV in our break room at work today. Obviously, it was just Star Wars Day. And uh, it was the part where, where Luke meets Yoda for the first time, and Yoda's acting like completely crazy. Yeah. And people are like, man, he's been alone for so long. And I'm like, but he hasn't. <laughs> he's had Qui-Gon. That's I guess true. there's the two of them. You'd still go a little crazy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you imagine uh, Yoda and Qui-Gon just arguing about the way the Jedi should have been done and and the fall of the Jedi mm-hmm. for, for twenty years. Mm-hmm. And then Obi-Wan dies and joins them and he's gonna come in and correct both of them, be the mediator between the two of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. That sounds that sounds great. Qui-Gon's like about time you join me. <laughs> This is your fault mm. for not using force speed that I'm even here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, speaking of talking about the uh, the prequels, that's that's opening scene in Revenge of the Sith, and then talk about that duel with uh, Maul and Qui Gon and Obi Wan. And somebody somebody made a tweet today. I don't remember who it was, but it was just it was said, no matter any of your feelings on Star Wars. We have never been let down by John Williams. No matter how you feel about the prequels, about the original trilogy, about the sequels, he has right. nailed every single thing he's ever done. Yeah, I love and, that. And, not, that. and it's not just it's not just contained to Star Wars either. Yeah, Indiana Jones, sure. Jurassic Park. But I'm watching that that intro to Episode Three and just the drums. And then you get the, the screech of the Jedi Starfighters and the music start, all the music comes in and starts playing. And it's just an epic, epic start to a movie. Yeah, there, there's, uh, there's just so much to love about Star Wars. And, and I like the, uh, like, cause, and I think there's a place in all of them. And you were just talking about the 20th anniversary coming up for Revenge of the Sith. 
and I'm surprised that they they did this the 40th anniversary, and I get it, 40 is better than or bigger than 20, but uh, I mean, coming up is real is realistically the oh no, it was 2002. That's right. Okay, it's 20th anniversary for Attack of the Clones was last year. Yeah, that's why we had the panel and all the stuff they talked about on Attack of the Clones last year. Yeah, that's right. Okay, my mind yeah, was thinking celebration. Yeah. So yeah, the next one is is the twentieth for Revenge of the Sith. Oh, that would be I would love to see that movie in theaters again. The only yeah. thing I was kind of disappointed with Return of the Jedi is just mo- mostly because I wanted to see it in the IMAX and, and there was no IMAX showings playing. <laughs> that would have been insane. But it's, thing is, like I thought it like it looked epic, like the high fidelity of just like like it looked really good. It didn't look like an old movie. I mean, a little bit of CGI and stuff like you could tell that Lando was standing in front of a painting of the Millennium Falcon. That's like, what happens when you turn a movie made uh, for what for four eighty i TVs at the time into a four K movie. <laughs> you can tell like, the pictures. It, it, if it was actually on film, film is there is no pixels in film, and that's yeah. why going to the theaters always looked way better than when you watched it at home. Yeah, and I kind of felt that way when I was in. I was in. Was watching it. like it looked insane. It looked so good. You in- guys gotta look at the Twitter, uh, the tweet that I just tagged you guys in. Did you see it? No, <laughs> it was a, it was a tweet from Carl Weathers. Okay, I will look it up. Man, he looks good. Oh, I'm a high magistrate. I want, I want a miniature version high of that magistrate. For Grogu. Yeah, I want a miniature version of that for Grogu. He would look so good in those robes. But I want oh, it to man. come from him, like like he's giving it to him so that he can yeah. look like him, like uh, on purpose. Oh, and then I want man. Grogu to wear it as like respecting his friend. Yeah, whenever there's like a moment, they have like a little event, and he's all dressed up. Yeah. <laughs> that would be too great. Uh, did you also? Did you guys see that uh, Carrie Fisher got her star on the Hollywood Walk of yeah. Fame today? Oh yeah, that's so cool. That yeah, that was, and they had Billy Lord and and uh, Mark Hamill doing yeah. doing it, and I saw some pictures from it. It was that's pretty cool. I just like like looking at twitter and like everything that's trending is all star wars i know i love oh, it. oh yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean uh and then because everyone's talking ahsoka so we've got that coming up and it's we just finished with celebration and mm-hmm. just got jedi survivor i've barely gotten into that i spent probably an hour trying to fight a rancor the other day and i I mean, the fight last like thirty-five to forty seconds before I had to, I was killed and had to start over. I did that for about an hour, felt like I was smashing my head against a wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I haven't played too much of it. I was uh, I just been super busy, but I want to get into uh, playing more of it. I do want to stream it. I think that will be my goal when I whenever I get chance to play it i'll be streaming it uh but 
yeah, that's another one that I'm really looking forward to. I've also been like trying to stay away from all the spoilers that are coming out and and yeah, everything because I'm like because I know I'm gonna play it. I know I'm gonna get in there. I've just been super busy this last week and a half or so, and I'm yeah, I'm totally gonna play it. I totally want to talk about it. It's uh, it so far it looks great. It's a little it's a little disappointing on the uh, performance side, which yeah. it, it isn't entirely surprising considering the fact we know that they'd already they had delayed it for almost almost two months. I think maybe it was more than two months they delayed it to probably try to fix that. Uh, supposedly it's not as bad on console, but I don't play games on console. So I'm sit, sitting here trying to play on my PC, getting 40 FPS. <laughs> See, I, well, the settings I put it, I never, I was always above 60. Like it ran 60 to 70 pretty smooth, which is sad considering the hardware I have. But at the same time, like it was, it was perfectly playable and I it was totally enjoying it. It wasn't stuttering okay. or laggy for me. So here's a question for you guys. So, I I didn't really have like um, the stuttery like anything like funky and I didn't have like FPS up or anything like that but it felt good that way. I was just having issues where I would just lose control, like the controller wouldn't even work and the guy would just like Cal hmm. would just start walking off and like weird stuff like that and then it would just crash, it freeze and crash. But hmm. what I was gonna say that I noticed was is just like the other game, like everything looked beautiful like the buildings mm -hmm. like the environment was like oh, absolutely yeah. gorgeous but cal for some reason for us looked horrible oh you know really? so i was like yeah like he looked like interesting oh, like grainy kind of even and i was like what the heck's going on here you know like so i don't know hopefully it like so, so I, it you've, was gotta, just, you've gotta try it with a new patch and hopefully that fixes it yeah, so maybe mine was just all funky, and hopefully I jump in and it's just like all crispy, you know. Yeah. But yeah, like Hezekiah, like he's been so excited to play it, and I was like, we gotta wait, make sure it's all good, and so he's like jumped back into playing Fallen Order again just because he wants to play so bad. He's playing Fallen Order like on his uh, save on his uh, computer, but uh, yeah, nice. we ho hopefully it just hopefully it um, you know they figure it out pretty quick and. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it being this big, I'm sure they're just oh yeah you know, working when, around the clock to get this. I've seen fixed. a lot of people that aren't like, you know, they're not like reviewers or they're not like magazines or, or YouTube channels. But they're saying a lot of people are saying best Star Wars game ever. Yeah, and, it's for I mean, story wise and and gameplay wise, it's getting rave reviews. I don't think they take yeah, the story when they're reviewing it, amazing. when they review a game, they don't necessarily take its performance into account yeah. necessarily. And I'm like super excited to dive into that and, and, uh, and then get to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But even the beginning, you know, like when you first start the game, man, it gets you so hype, you know, kind of right. like when flashing you're, through. The recap. And, so, so, so when you're, when you're at the menu, and it's the Jedi Temple with Imperial flags on it. Oh, that was like, like start, and it's literally right there is where you start. That's so cool. That's mm -hmm. so cool. It was cool, and I'm also like, I feel like Cal, like anger, because yeah, it, it, it disgusts me to see those Imperial 
uh, emblems and the red on the Jedi Temple. It's like, mm, I feel I feel like the anger that Cal would have just seeing that. But then I'm like, that's not the Jedi way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's where I'm like, I'm not a Jedi anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true because like even like the end of the game, you know, there I don't know. There there's something that like supersedes like the Jedi Order that we know of, like in the prequels and on, right? Where you don't see even like Yoda like uh kind of go against until the sequel trilogy when he like burns all the books. You know, like he like well, he doesn't ta- burn the books though, because Ray took him. Right, yeah. She well, yeah, and like okay. Let's not get into that. Don't forget how but, like, she was. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Unscathed, she grabs the books out of there. But anyways, so you know, like he's just like proving a point though, right? And so I feel like mm-hmm. it's crazy because Cal's so young, but like the story is so well written in Fallen Order that by the time that he decides to destroy the holocron you know like it's understandable and he's making that point too kind of like he's taking a different path mm-hmm. like similar to like what we've seen with yeah qui-gon and, and ahsoka and stuff like that which is really cool because that was like the kind of like the ending where you're like oh my goodness he just did that uh-huh. and like what's next so I, I will tell you the instant i could change it my lightsaber <laughs> was white yeah <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Man, and I love too. Like, I I think it was, it was on celebration when um, they had the people in talking about it and stuff like that. When, because I always thought it was cool to have like the different stances in the first one, but then now, like, like what they say, they added like five or something. So there's so like there's you did four. So there's okay, double bladed, single bladed, single bladed cross guard, which I haven't unlocked yet, and then uh, two dual wield, one on each hand. Nice. And they're all like so. they're different things. Like, um, dual wield one on each hand is like for fast large groups. The uh, single, the si- just one single is like um, just your your, you know, everything's pretty even. No, there's no advantage, no disadvantages to it, and stuff like that. So, it's pretty cool. <laughs> and yeah, it's I can't, R- I can't RPG, wait to get more into it. RPG stuff. R- R- rpg elements to it of like like i'm putting most of my experience points into the force because i don't want to be able to just force push everybody off the map it's like that's 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 how i play the game <laughs> yeah that that's hezekiah too like anytime he can he's like just force pushing people off cliffs and sides of you know like walkways and stuff well, <laughs> so he doesn't even battle them because i remember like in the uh jedi knight 2 jedi outcast or the jedi academy games you'd always fight dark jedi and they're always really hard to defeat like if you just fight with the saber you'd lose a lot of health and they would they do a lot of damage to you so what i always did was you could like if we could like force choke them and pick them up but they would always for- use the force to push you back unless you like just quickly looked over the edge and dropped them you like fling them real quick and, like that's how i always dealt with them mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, that's, that like, was that's a good style. that's a that's an old one but i love it i actually i seen uh-huh. uh there is an update for Jedi Outcast that it's now playable on Quest in VR. What? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Is that the one I you was, have? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I have, I have a question. Why do we not? You figure this out. I need, I need yeah, I need, I need to <laughs> figure that out how to do it. But I, it was just a like a post that I had seen scrolling by, and I'm like, oh, interesting. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it was the. I think it, pretty sure it was Jedi Outcast. Uh, mm-hmm. I would, I would really hope, and you know what would really be awesome is a Jedi Academy remaster. I love that game. That game was. That's not Luke's future. Yeah. That's another character I want to see brought in, though. I Kyle Katarn. Yeah. Yeah, but Kyle Katarn's big claim to fame was was that he stole the Death Star plans. You know, that's not true in current canon. <laughs> yeah, but that I was mean, like the whole story of the Dark Forces game originally was you were Kyle Katarn stealing the Death Star plans. But but think think of what's what's happening here. We're gonna get Thrawn. And we got Thrawn in Rebels, and we've got some of these books and seen what he's done. But it's pretty they're at least going to reference a lot of or use some of the a lot of the reference material from Heir to the Empire. Because mm-hmm. they literally said it in the trailer. They wouldn't yep. like that would be really stupid to tease it. To tease that even just a little bit for hardcore fans and then not pull stuff out of there. Well, especially from the book. That's, what, that's the that's pretty much like the main Star Wars story that that uh legends people really like that was what happened in Star Wars after Return of the Jedi. So if you were to like because use it was that written name but not but not do anything with it. You'd really upset them, but but like. that's kind of what I've seen is that he kind of got like a little origin in Rebels, but they're still doing somewhat of his original story because what you're saying though is Kyle Katarn's claim to fame was that he stole the Death Star plans, but realistically in the games that's like the back his backstory. It's not the story that you play. It is in the very original Dark Forces game. The Dark Forces, okay. The one that's that's Doom like. Yeah. Okay. From like. The soup, yeah. I mean, I've, I've never really played. I mean, I played like, the first mission because I bought it on like PlayStation. Yeah, I think I have it too, but it's real compatible. hard to play. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's why I like like the Outcast and Jedi Academy are still still playable to this day. I feel like, yeah, especially if you've got if you can play them at like their if you take a PC and play them at their max settings, just because. Uh, that's one thing you can't do, like with a console version. It basically you just play the version that was released to the consoles, even though your console now that you're probably playing on an Xbox One X or something, or even, uh, or even even a regular Xbox is more powerful than what it initially came out on. So, uh, with a PC, you can play the best version of it, whereas uh, console, you kind of just stuck with. The version that came out for console at that time yeah because there's no remaster and and yeah i think i think you're right you're never going to get a remaster of that just for the simple fact that again that's not really canon anymore those those stories are not where canon went but i still feel like i mean if they did it now it would be it would be Ray as the main Jedi and Finn would be the Kyle Katarn figure. Yeah. Which I I wouldn't necessarily hate as long as they gave me a good story where you're just like Finn is your main master. 
And I'd be, be kind of a cool like side video game. So the other other thing too with the Thrawn instance, we're seeing the Ahsoka show. Most people believe that if we're getting heir to the Empire, that uh, Ahsoka is basically taking Luke's place in in, heir to the, in the heir of the Empire. It's, it won't be Luke that does all those things. It might be Ahsoka, which could be real interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate that. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm kind of a fan of Ahsoka. She's pretty good. What about you, Josiah? <laughs> do you do you like that character? Yeah, I feel like she is a a pretty good character to have a show based off of. So, here's a question: <laughs> Do you think we'll ever see the end of Ahsoka? No, she'll never die. <laughs> She's I mean, the worlds between worlds. Yeah, that's like a lot of people have thought that she might like if you get the actual end that she might become more like exactly what you just said. The master move into a different realm or basically where she would be like the master of the world between worlds. And it's, it's going to be super interesting to see what happens like that, because it looks a lot like they're in the world between worlds in the Zoka show. There is a lot mm-hmm. of things that look like that mm-hmm. that look very similar and if she's fighting uh what was his name balon mm-hmm. uh orange shabered guy yeah <laughs> in there so obviously he gets access to it so it's it'd be kind of i mean there's so many possibilities that can happen with this show i've seen reports of this show that they base like leaks that that basically say you're not going to know what's going on and what is actually happening, what the story is of this show until the very last scene of the show. And I'm like, Oh, I just can't wait. like, is it, is it August yet? (laughs) Cause you know, you know, as rebels was even like being written, it was like a dream to see that in live action. You know, mm-hmm. so like, you know, they're doing everything they can to be able to still like to put a lot of that stuff in there, but to make it look really good in live action, because a lot of times that's difficult, you know, to do. And, you know, uh, we've I seen have, it with like the the Pergils, right? Too. I have faith that it's going to look good because all, yeah. all I needed, all we needed, I believe was seeing Zeb in the Mandalorian. Oh, seeing man. Zeb in the Mandalorian yeah, was so like... Good. we like Yeah, I think so many people were worried about that. You know, like, out mm-hmm. of the whole crew, obviously. You know, like, how is he going to look? And he is exactly what I thought he would look like. Right. right. You know, like, it was like, it was him. You know, yeah. so like, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, so so if, they're, if, if that's what he looks like, if they continue... Uh, I don't, I don't have any doubt that it won't be amazing. And I think I, I kind of hope like the first time you see Thrawn, it should be like this mega entrance and it's just like goosebumps of like, what's going to happen? What is he going to do on his first entrance? Oh man, this show is going to be epic. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, shout out to Cal Lily. We keep on missing her chats, but uh, she said, uh, not me, who only loves summer, waiting for summer to end so I can watch my favorite Star Wars character. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If, 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 if you could do that, just fast forward through summer to immediately be watching Ahsoka. I would sacrifice a summer for that. <laughs> like, watch that now. <laughs> Like uh, there, there's just so much, and there, there's still no announcement for skeleton, uh, skeleton crew. But talks are, it still says 2023. I'm assuming it's gonna like come in at the buzzer sometime late in December. I'm gonna assume, and it'll count for 2023. But I'm um, just, I'm excited. I love what we've gotten. Ahsoka story. The, the fact is, is that I think Dave loves Ahsoka too much as his, like, his creation, his story. And because he's been there uh, from the start. He's one of the few people that, that had created her that are still there, that are still doing that. And he had one of the biggest influences on how the character developed that I I don't know if we're I definitely think that there's no way she dies in the in this series no way because especially because we have Dave uh Dave Filoni's uh movie coming up so yeah yeah no I don't I don't think she'll I don't think that's anything to worry about yeah, and, you know, I was, I'm just scrolling through, uh, Hasbro's Black Series stuff, and I, I realized oh. I absolutely want the Grief Cargo action figure in those robes. I, that, <laughs> I would, that would be hard to pass up. That would be so cool. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and they have I... they have a new one, uh, action figures Star Wars series. Star Wars the Black Series Force Ghost 3 pack and it's Anakin Obi-Wan and Yoda from Return of the Jedi. And I was just like I, I, I remember why, like, I almost teared up at that point in, in Return of the Jedi watching it in the theaters. And I know people a lot of times people complain about Hayden Christensen being added into that point but it's like for me just this is my personal opinion that's the Anakin I grew up with. Like I got him in as that actor in uh, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith you see him animated in the Clone Wars for seven seasons. Like that's that's my Anakin to me, and it's it reminds me of it's Anakin before Vader killed him, mm-hmm. right? Anytime after that, anytime after Vader is Vader killed Anakin, and and just like I talked about earlier, that was that was Obi Wan getting to see that that Vader was wrong and that Anakin was still is still there, and that's what I just. Uh, I I I almost teared up at that point. I'm, I I I'm totally okay with that that change and Return of the Jedi, especially yeah. with the way we know about how we know about now with Vader being adamant that he killed Anakin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, it's kind of funny though. You know, that's not even entirely true because even when he's trying to tell uh, that to Obi Wan in the Obi Wan show, and he's like, "No, I I killed Anakin." But he said 
just only a couple episodes earlier in the show and when he's obi-wan's like what are you and he goes i am what you made me so he's not entirely you you know that that's not entirely true and it's never it's never true there's always that conflict in vader and that's the best uh thing i mean that that's why the conflict is there that's why it's good that's and i think that's the lesson of especially of the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy is i think george is trying to tell stories about coming of age and this is how you might have to go out in the world and face these tough decisions and but you got to do them Mm -hmm. and that's the original trilogy the prequel trilogy is basically just hey these are all the same decisions that that Luke had to make but look what happens when when he make, makes the wrong choice Luke had that moment mm-hmm. he literally palpatine he he was angry and he was literally beating Vader's he just was beating uh Vader's saber while Vader's just trying to hold on to the rail until it pops open and he cuts his hand off he's he's full of anger mm-hmm but he makes the right choice. He's got. He's at that same moment that the Anakin has, but it's the the right choice. And I think that's what's great about Star Wars. You don't. It doesn't have to be a lesson about doing the right thing always. Sometimes you can take lessons from. Hey, look at this was a bad decision, and how it turned out for him. Because look at what happened to Anakin. You know, he made the wrong decision, and he killed the entire family that he ever had mm-hmm. in the Jedi. He lost his wife, thought he even and killed her and uh and his children. Lost his best friend who he then claimed to hate. His 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 absolute best friend who's always been there no matter whether they Obi-Wan does not agree with Anakin. So many times in the Clone Wars, he does not agree with the way Anakin handles things, but he never doesn't back him. When they're talking to the Jedi Council, you know, he's always got Anakin's back regardless of what happened, basically. And so these are the consequences of your actions. And that's what the, uh, the prequel trilogy is showing. <clears throat> and that's why yeah. they're, they're they're kind of ba- backwards because they both Anakin and Luke are parallels, and it's just more or less one shows what when happens when you make the correct choices, and the other is showing what happens when you make the wrong choices. I don't know. I I kind of like. I mean, I I agree with like the overall thing what you're saying, but. I kind of view his story a little bit different. I think like Anakin's story is is based out of love for family. And, you know, so from the very beginning, the first time that, you know, we kind of like see that, oh, you know, wait a second, what's going on, you know, with him is because of his mom, right? So... 
<clears throat> like that's the first time that he kind of goes crazy is because of what happened to his mom. And I think that's why for a lot of people, it was understandable. Like, <clears throat> you know, are we going to go and like, you know, the average person going to do something like that? No, but you could understand, you know, his feelings about the situation. And then now you throw in the, you know, basically the fact that he's a superhero, you know, like super powered individual, you know, like you could see how that could easily happen. And then as you go along, there's lots of little moments where, you know, uh, let's say when, when Padme falls, well, like, well, it just like Padme being in danger, he, he makes the choices based out of love for her, you know, any of the different times. And then now fast forwarding, he's now seeing premonitions of, like you said, like the only person in the world that he truly loves, which is Padme now, because like his mom is now like has already passed away at this point. So now he's seeing those same premonitions he saw of his mother, which came to fruition. He's seeing that happen, you know, like it's, it's understandable that he's just like, you know, my mom died because I saw the premonitions and I didn't do anything fast enough. And so he's like, I have to do something before the same thing happens. And then perfect timing. We have one of the most conniving, deceiving, manipulative cis of all time talking in his ear and telling him exactly what he wants to hear you know so like all of that kind of stuff you know like you can see like that's his decisions and so why i think that that makes more sense to me personally is because then you fast forward to luke he makes the same decisions he's always going to in the end like make decisions based on family but the difference is with luke he was he was taking sides with luke versus a, against the emperor if that makes sense you know like he i think in in those moments he wasn't saying yes i don't you know like the emperor's bad and i don't want to be with him and so i'm just i'm going to take this other route he was saying i'm going to choose my son no matter what the consequences are you know to me or the galaxy like he didn't care about that he just, he made that connection with his son and realized based out of love for him that he was going to choose him. And so I think, you know, all of those things were, are really his same characteristics that we've seen his whole life. Like, I don't think he's changed that way. I just think, you know, yeah, it, it was more like he was, he was trying to do, he was trying to make decisions based out of protecting his family and love for his family. But he was being deceived by the dark side, you know, mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't, I don't think if like the emperor was there, would he have went that far? You know, he would have still made decisions to protect his family over the Jedi. You know, he would abandon the Jedi in a heartbeat if he had to for Padme, you know, or, you know, for his kids in the future. I, you know, I think that's where the, the fault lies is with the emperor more than like him, you know, like I think, he probably is like a little more passionate and hardcore than the average person. But I, I think a lot of people in the same situation would do that. You know, like if they found out that their mom had been abused and tortured and all this type of stuff, like, I mean, <laughs> yes. So. Okay. I don't, I'm not arguing the fact that he was not uh, misled 
and deceived. That's definitely true. But at the same time, I feel like you could... Uh, you, you can say I was deceived, but realistically, you know, you still committed those acts. He still committed genocide on the Jedi. It, it's not... He was deceived, and, but he still carried out those horrific acts that we are continually seeing more and more of. You know, him murdering mm-hmm. younglings, like in the Kenobi show, like where they actually showed him doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Not Reva. <laughs> but... It's uh, okay, getting stabbed by a lightsaber doesn't kill you anymore. Yeah. Anymore. <laughs> Maybe except it's that, Kylo. It's that, except it's, Kylo Ren. Hey, Qui Gon Jinn. Oh no. Um. So, <laughs> but I, I also think that yes, he did it out of love for his family. But it's like okay, I think I think that's kind of what George's message was a little bit too. Is like how much. Do you love someone that you would commit these horrific acts for? And that's clearly too much attachment. That if you could love someone so much that you were willing to commit an entire genocide for them, I think it's a little, it's a little off base there. But but at no point (laughs) was the genocide of the Jedi for Padme. No, it was for the Emperor, but... Well, yeah, it, in a way it was because he yeah, I I guess mean, he, he basically he held hostage. Save, the only way you can he, save Padme is if you serve me. He held hostage yep. the information that, that Anakin wanted in order to, for him to do his bidding, the Emperor's bidding. Right. But it wasn't Anakin that, that committed the genocide against the Jedi. I mean, he marched on the Jedi Temple. Come on. No, he didn't. Yes, when? he did. He when? marched on the Jedi Temple. It's in the movie, dude. No. I think you're. Yes. I think you're wrong. No. It's, no. It's, no. It's, no. It's, no. It's he Darth marched Vader. on the. It's Darth Vader that does it after he kills Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not Anakin. Doesn't do it. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anakin. I'm, I'm Anakin is not dead. Anakin is not dead in that moment, and you know it because in Mustafar he is crying. You see him standing there crying. He still has that conflict, regretting his own actions. So you know Anakin is not dead there. Anakin is not dead until after after that fight. Anakin Anakin is dead after he learns Padme has died. But it's not Anakin that puts Padme in a chokehold. It's Vader. It's Mm -hmm. the anger from Vader that does it. Mm -hmm. True. If he did all those things yeah. to save Padme, it's a fun if he did all those things to save Padme, why would he then turn around and choke her? Yeah, no, that was Vader. Yeah, and then he and Being then he blinded by did, the dark he didn't side. kill her either. Yes. Yeah, no, which is one of the biggest lies, which Palpatine pushes him further. Her. Yeah, it was pushing further into the dark side. That lie made him like the Vader that we see in the Obi Wan show. That that. that because of that those couple of lies one the first lie saying you killed padme and then the second lie is that like that the children didn't survive those two things made him walk through the streets and just be snapping necks (laughs) 
(laughs) You know, know, those, those two things. Yeah, for sure. And, and it took that, it took his son that he didn't, that he didn't want to learn about until much later to bring Anakin back to the surface. Mm-hmm. That he did, he for him to realize that he didn't kill everything yeah. that he loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that the hallway scene in Rogue One that was Vader, man. That yeah. wasn't Anakin. <laughs> that was Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, at that this point, is... he didn't know he didn't know Luke was alive. This is the what exact the... kind of discussion that I was envisioning when when I said, "Let's just 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 talk about Star Wars and just just do everything. We'll see where it goes." <laughs> What about the hallway scene with Luke and the Mandalorian? Mm, like father, like son. Oh, oh man. That's Except he's good. only killing droids. True. But are yeah. droids people? <laughs> no, no. Not to Din, the, for sure. The, depends on who they are. Because <laughs> if it's R2-D2 or C-3PO, those are people. Or Chopper. Yeah. He's just a little psychotic. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, battle I'm, droids. On, on that topic. Nah. On that topic, I I do think that droids can have personalities and evolve in ways beyond just being mechanical. But your average clanker walking around shooting up, like just following the program and its chip to the T, is not is not more than just a droid. I like that. Those take. droids, those droids, the, uh, the dark trooper droids, are just program murder bots. They're not. <laughs> yeah. They, they're not thinking, they're not like R2-D2 or C-3PO or Chopper or even K2-SO. L3. L3, yep. That's so cool she's going to be, like, when you said, when you're watching the kind of preview for Indiana Jones, and Tyler's like, that's the voice of L3, and as soon as you said it, I could not hear it. Like, that was, <laughs> that's just L3. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm excited. You know, Chad agrees that droids matter, too. Yeah. Some droids matter too. Some droids matter too. Yeah, I, I agree. That, I Battle there, droids there are be, just. There could be a distinct difference between just a machine that has a little bit more technology than, than you know, it's, it's it's a computer basically, and then there are some that have personalities into their. Well, programming. I mean, you can easily see that in R two and C three PO in Return of the Jedi when he's like R two is going to go down into the battle and try to open the door and and C-3PO is like why are you doing this now? Obviously 3PO would not have made the same decision. Yeah. So yeah. And then and then when he gets blasted and he's all you or, see the yeah. electricity thing and and C-3PO goes, "Oh, why do you have to be so brave?" They're like I do hope <laughs> after R2 comes back all smashed and C-3PO goes, "I can donate some of my parts if necessary." Like <laughs> yeah yeah because they have a real bond that yeah, yeah mm-hmm. i agree that's why i love i love that in star wars because you can have just the the functioning brainless program machine and then you can have these droids that b2 emo like b2 was yeah. like the most emotional like one of my favorite characters of the whole andor show like like that dude's got personality Cassian. yeah <laughs> I loved his stutter. Oh, it made everything he said so painful. <laughs> and same, same like like uh, BB-8. He's just he's not he he is Poe's uh, 
thinking he's posed goose. <laughs> he, he's he's his right hand man. You know they're, they're not they're not. Uh, <laughs> or when Luke tells R two not to use language in the ancient Jedi temple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sacred Jedi <laughs> temple, buddy. Watch the language. Uh, uh, so Duchess says don't do this to me Chopper is my favorite droid Chopper definitely makes his own decisions you watch yes. Rebels he makes his own decisions he <laughs> sometimes have, he pays like, for them too <laughs> I, think, I think Chopper is either directly or indirectly responsible for like the second or third most amount of deaths for any Star Wars character <laughs> either through direct result or sabotage his number mm -hmm. is big <laughs> yeah and seems like his killing spree might not be over uh, <laughs> oh man we're gonna get a live I, I, there's no way he's like as as energetic as he was in rebels but yeah. we're gonna get a live you know that chopper. you know Bro, that well, in rebel in rebels he's voiced by dave filoni it's not surprising i didn't know that that's funny that's yeah. He's the one that does chopper. <laughs> Just like um, yeah, and chopper. Bill Hader like, was one of the big was one of the main guys for all voice BB interactions for BB-8. Yeah, chopper definitely does not. He just barely barely listens to Hera. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that episode where he wants to get a replacement leg. Like he completely yeah. Just like just the mission goes and tank like doesn't care about the team. He just wants his leg. He wants a matching Man, leg. I will say that. So like, or say this, since we're talking about droids, that first episode of Visions, that little droid. Oh, I haven't seen there. it yet. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's okay. You can talk about. It. I just, I just won't know what you're talking about. Just Probably that. Won't know. Like it's 15 minutes. You know, it's 15 mm -hmm. minute episode. You know, and it's crazy. Like you get attached to them. You know, like you get attached to Drake. That's what I mean. Like about them. I don't agree. Like oh, I didn't yeah. like all of the episodes, but the ones that I did like, I'm like, okay, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I want more of that character. Yeah, yeah. Like I kind of like that one. Can could mm -hmm. we skip some of those ones I didn't like, and I'll just have more of more of this? I'll take a second episode of this one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's how I was like with the first season too, and yeah, like I'm horrible about remembering what the episodes' names are. But the one where it's like the master and apprentice, and they go fight. Like yeah, I like that one. That, I did, that was that one of my favorites. One. Yeah, I was yeah. like, man, if they they could totally have a seat, like a whole season of them doing like missions together, and you know, the master teaching the apprentice lessons along the way, like it would have been so great. Yeah. But then, uh, like the Bohe the Bohemian Rhapsody one, or whatever it was. <laughs> 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 yes, I do remember the one where they're playing like uh, what Boon to Eve or something like that. It was <laughs> they were they were they were their gig was Boon to Eve playing for the Man. Huts. It's just like I, like I understand like it like it was supposed to be funny, but like I just I feel like it was just I don't know it was a little out of place. Like I I like still like you can have humor in it, but like you still need like that drama to it you know what i mean whereas yeah. like you know like something to like care about i think for me i and, mean yeah i think i think hum humor definitely does and i think it's funny that everyone always complained about jar jar but you know does no one remember wicket 
whipping the thing right in his own face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, that's literally I what mean, Jar Jar does in the battle. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, the humor's always been there. You know, there's there's always been some comic relief or some some silliness, and, and everything's not gonna be Andor. Yeah, but everything's not gonna be the lighthearted, funny things either. And so I think, and I th- and from a personal standpoint, I believe that not every Star Wars story is going to hit you the way some of them do. Like you might like the hardcore Andor stuff. I love it. I also like some of the goofy stuff in uh, The Mandalorian. Like the very last episode when uh, when they're going into the bar and you see Grogu's walking. Like, just watch that part again. It's funny because it's like a total puppet trying to walk and it doesn't even oh, look close yeah. to real. I love that when it's like... It's like, yeah, it's like he's running on like his toenails. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, it's true. I mean, there, there's no doubt that in, that all three of us really enjoyed the deep, dark stories of Andor. Mm-hmm. But I was smiling like crazy every time Grogu hit no, no, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> or just walking out in the street. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> Eating the food, holding it over Mando's head. Mando, imagine, this is not working for me. If, imagine if Hezekiah had a, a robot that could overpower you, Josiah, and he could just do what he wanted. Yeah. Uh-huh. You'd be saying so that, yeah. this is not working for me. And I, I love the I love that fact too. Like we, I think we talked about it, but um on that episode, but it's it's crazy because he's always so tiny and so little beside him. And then when he's in when he's in there, then he's taller than Mando. So he's yeah, like he's larger. like he's like, at, like almost head height with <laughs> yeah. where he's sitting so, and the droid is above that. Yeah, so like I don't know, it was just it was such a cool, different like dynamic, you know, and you know that Grogu just loved it. Yeah, <laughs> this for sure. Yeah, and so exactly like there's gonna be silly moments in Star Wars. There's always has been mm-hmm. uh, comedic moments, yeah, and serious moments, and seri- serious moments. Out. Everything you get, everything. And so you know what? I'll say I'll say this, just because of the celebration here of May the 4th. I've been thinking just a lot about the future of Star Wars, the future of film in Star Wars. Um, Q sent out a little funny gif about Ray, and I know I love to hate on Ray, but I will say one thing. It's not her fault that she's so good. So I can't blame her. Are you are you gonna are you about to say it's Kathleen Kennedy's? <laughs> it's, it's not her fault. Okay, she she didn't mean to be just perfect, you know. Like it, she is just living her life, and she just happens to be that good. So I can't hate on her anymore. I I really hope that moving forward, where wherever she ends up playing, whatever she ends up doing, I hope that it levels out. I, I always I, I just like the uh, you hate you hate uh, Ray because she's perfect, but then you also hated what they did to Luke because he's not perfect. Well, yeah, that's like the two opposite sides of the spectrum. So, 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 the first one he hated he hated that because they did it to Han Solo. Well, yeah, I don't I don't need don't him to be perfect. Solo. I don't need him to be just perfect. not just not imperfect. 
No, just, I just, not... I just, I want, I just want one of the greatest love stories of all time to have a good, happy ending. Like I, I want the like there to just like even with what happened to their son, I feel like it could have just been like such an amazing moment and tribute to both of them to see them together coping with it, maybe in their own ways, but leaning on each other. You know that kind yeah, of sort I, of I situation. I would have. And and it's like kind of we kind of did, just I mean maybe not to the extent that you're talking, but we kind of did. She they they have the conversation like they he and Han literally says we had to deal with it in our own ways and and she he's like I went back to doing what I know and and you did this and and but they still have that moment and they and they have that hug hug right before they leave and she says bring back our son. So I mean, they kind of do have that that moment. Uh, so I don't know. It maybe maybe not to the extent or how you pictured it in your mind. And here's the other thing I think about Ray though is we're at the opportunity because people are like there was a rumors that like that we were gonna get a Ray movie set way in the future and it was gonna be Helen Mirren that was gonna play Ray. That was like rumors. Oh, wow. Yeah. And well, like I, I'm fine with that, but there but people are also like, why are we we have this opportunity, unlike unlike what earlier Star Wars was, we have this opportunity to see Rey as building the Jedi basically in her prime as not just a Jedi, but also as the actress. And have that ability to make that stuff. So why would we want to skip her prime? And have somebody else actor like, because yeah. because yeah. how much? Because that, that was the you, how would you when have, we did the sequels. We we couldn't get these stories that we had known because because we all the actors have, are forty years older. Yeah, we couldn't have Luke in his prime because Mark Hamill is in his late sixties, and and and. Harrison Ford was, I think, what, 74 when they started filming? Uh, or yeah. in his early early 70s when they started filming uh, Force Awakens. So, yeah, you couldn't you couldn't get them in their younger, in their prime. But that's why we, we don't... That's why I'm excited about this. Because... And I've also heard that... Uh, oh, why is his name? It, like, I just had it. Uh, John Boyega. They, they've... I've heard rumors that are that have said that they've made up and that there's a good chance he'll be in the Ray movie as well. I hope he is, and I hope he's like, I hope it's not a Ray movie. I hope it's a Finn and Ray movie or a Ray and Finn yeah. movie. Like, I I, I, I hope, want him to have equal parts in that. I hope that when he said that he has to tell her something, he meant to say that he. Like has the force. I mean, that's I, canon, you know, that, and not the can, not hey, that he loves her. Right. Remember, remember the if, Lego if, if, Star if, if, Wars. The, the Lego Star Wars summer vacation is technically canon. It's a yeah canon story. Yeah, yeah. And you <laughs> yeah. have he's Ray's off to to. I almost take those as point, like, Ray, like Ray goes off like a book. The history of the Jedi, and it's almost like Finn is going to start the Jedi, and Ray is going to be like. The, libra- the librarian of the Jedi. I and, mean, if we're gonna like, if we're gonna take this, I need live action. No, I know, I know. Invader <laughs> at the beach. I need to see it then. 
<laughs> Just the helmet. Ian McDermott would do it. <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> oh, man. Like a little Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, but I, the, I when, agree when, with you. If that is the case, like, yeah, I think that when that the would other be force, great. the other force goes Jedi, address him as a Jedi too. So, I mean, if you, if you take that as as the stories they tell, then then Finn is for sure post Episode Nine. Finn is a Jedi. So the movie is supposed to take place fifteen years after Rise of Skywalker, and the funny thing is about that that it's only supposed to come out ten years. After Force Awakens, <laughs> so they're but they're skipping fifteen years ahead of Rise of Skywalker. So if you think about it, you could easily see like, mm. like if Ray is gonna be the new Yoda, then I can see uh, Finn being Windu, being. The, the right hand man, the, the second, basically the second in charge of the Jedi. You know what I mean? He's not at 15 years. I mean, he's probably, he's probably more training other Jedi than being trained at this point. Well, yeah. At 15 years, he'd be, he'd be at the point of being able to, obviously, be able to train other Jedi at that point. Yeah. But yeah, that would be really interesting because if he fast forward that much time, and there is like other people being trained. There could also be other people doing things. So that might actually be an interesting spin on the movie too. I love people doing if, things. If <laughs> well, careful. No, that's not what I meant. I just meant like you're you're doing things like like what things? Like you're just that's just so generic like, of an expression. Well, what do you what do you think Jedi would be doing? Uh, no, I, I think yeah, I think what you mean peace like and justice in the galaxy. Yeah, I, so I think you're I'm also saying they would referring be doing to things. being tempted so by the dark side. Or no, I mean what I mean is that they're not just going to be like little students that don't do anything. I was saying maybe they're the ones doing stuff, and so they're going to be main characters. You know, whereas maybe. Like you were saying, yes. like Yoda is like maybe Ray and or Finn are kind of more in the back controlling what the missions or whatever See, they're doing. I hope not, because I feel like this is the opportunity to get them in their prime, not when they're the men. Ray's not in her prime now. OK, but, but do you oh, know what no. I mean? Like, like <laughs> I, 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 I mean, she gets, that she gets stronger. <laughs> She defeated Palpatine oh, with, no. with redirecting Force Lightning, but she's not in her prime yet. Oh, man. I, I, I just more mean that, as from a character's perspective, I don't think yeah. she's old enough, especially only 15 years later, to be the old mentor type that's in the background. That is that is realistically why they brought back the OT characters in Luke, Leia, and Han was and they were supposed to be the mentors of the new next generation but i feel like she's going to be teaching the next generation but she's still the one in charge she's still the one that's going to be the target you know of any of sith or whatever you know um whoever the, whoever the villain is of the movie yeah and so well, that's what, like, we're talking i don't about i don't think she's to the mentors part the part where where she's not because this because one we don't know that this is anything more than just a one-off because it's not it hasn't said it's a trilogy that yeah. it's not a new trilogy 
And the other thing is too that basically the mentor in the trilogy dies in the first episode. Qui-Gon, yeah. Obi-Wan, Han. All die in the first episode of the new trilogy. So I think and I don't think they're they're definitely not at the point of killing off Ray, that's for sure. No. And my whole point of with Finn is I don't I don't want him to be like here's the movie, everything's happening. Oh, look, here's Finn with his apprentice. Bye. Screaming at Ray. No. I, I want him to be equals with her in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that would make it better. That would make the I think that would make the sequel trilogy better. Just like we've had all these other shows and movies make the prequels of the original trilogy better. Mm-hmm. We need content filled in during and after the sequel trilogy. And I think that's yeah. kind of what we're gonna be getting as well with with we're getting we're kind of getting it right now with the Mandovers and and with Dave's movie coming in. They've basically just said it's a completion of the Mandoverse, and it's a New Republic versus the Re- Empire Remnant. That's basically all the information that's given about Dave's movie. They, so technically, we don't even know any, anyone that's in it. We don't even know if that's the truth. If that's for the, it could be. It could be the the Mando Ahsoka Rebels sect of you know, Carson Teva's Delphi Rangers, the Skeleton Crew, all these shows. Teaming mm-hmm. up with Thrawn to fight the Grisks in his movie. Come yeah. on. I want that. Oh, I want man. Thrawn. Could you imagine Thrawn teamed up with the Rebels crew? Oh, like, man. Like, that what would they could accomplish. <laughs> that would be so cool. I, I totally want there, like, there to be something between Thrawn and Ezra having spent, like, a ton of time together after, and after they, you know... Ezra's escape with the Purgle with Thrawn, and and basically him saying to Ezra, "Look, man, this is what I'm this is what I'm trying to defend the galaxy from. I was trying to use the Empire and their resources to defend the galaxy against this coming threat." I just gave myself goosebumps. Could you imagine, like, we get to see like Ezra and Thrawn go to the Chiss Ascendancy to like give the information mm. of like we like this is a legitimate threat. I would love you know. to see like a decent <laughs> chunk of live action Chiss Ascendancy and and their their yeah, ship design. The... Like I want to see that. I want to I want to see all of it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Get me <laughs> Eli Vanto. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be sweet. If I was thinking about that, if he would be in it, that'd be pretty cool. I'm kind um, of like, will yeah. he be in the Soka show? Yeah, that yeah, and Ahsoka's hero. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that'd be crazy if he's in there. I mean, well, I yeah, like it would make sense. At at the end of the book, where right right before Thrawn goes back to, <laughs> I can't think Ezra's home planet, Lethal. Right before he goes back there, he sends Vanto back with Admiral Arlani in the Ascendancy. Like that's that's where he is when Thrawn mm-hmm, disappears. Yeah. So and and you read you in that book, you know that. His, it's not widely known that Vanto got approval from the Emperor to to go on that mission. Yeah, like, like people in the Empire think he's a traitor. So it's not like he's going to go. Oh, Thrawn's gone. I should probably go back to the Empire. No, he's like Thrawn's gone. I can't go back to the Empire. Right. 
I, I mm-hmm. have to. So he's gonna. You don't know what happens to him, but but you know maybe if Thrawn got back to the him. maybe if Thrawn got back to the Chiss Ascendancy and he's been building their power and that's where he's reemerging back into the known galaxy mm-hmm. with with reinforcements from the Chiss and so then Oof. he's got Vanto by his side as his first officer. I so hope it's it's the guy from the Expanse who plays Amos. I want him to play Vanto. Oh, that'd be awesome. Because he's he's credited for being in the Ahsoka show. Oh, really? That's and, crazy. And and I I read a tweet a while back that he's like a right hand man of Thrawn. Is his character? He would, yeah. Know. That would totally be Vanto. Vanto would be yeah a right hand man of Thrawn for sure. No, I was just thinking like that actor in general. That would be perfect because he totally could be like you know from like the stories of like his family and where he comes from like yeah. that seems I feel like, like he has him. That, that type of acting and he's yeah i feel like he 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 can do that that like i'm smarter than you give me credit for look right like he like he yeah. doesn't like it doesn't look like he's smart but he totally can be and right. i feel like oh man i want that i want him to be eli vanto and i hope that, that would be awesome with with supposedly getting him as credited like in the ahsoka show i hope that's what we get, and we get to see Vanto in the Ahsoka show. Oh man, <laughs> there's so <laughs> much. Awesome. There is so much that can happen in that show that we just. It, I mean, we're kind of. It's at the point where it's really exciting because you're almost in open water. I mean, you do have the uh, sequel trilogy coming up in the <clears> timeline, <throat> but at the same time, it's almost like. There's pretty much freedom to do whatever they want almost here. Well, and it's not like there's the the other the other fantastic and like the thing that I'm so excited for about the Ahsoka show. It's not like it's not like, you know, Rebels, when you've watched the first season of Rebels, you're learning who this crew is, right? Yeah. You don't know anything about them. When you when you watch Mandalorian, the first season, you're learning about Dan and Grogu. Yep. And, and and we're gonna get a Soka show, and it's gonna be straight away. We know who these characters are. Let's get down to business. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like like watching an origin story. Might, for a it Marvel, might not be quite that much. Hero. It might not be quite that much, just because Dave's basically said casuals. you don't have to watch have watched Rebels, yeah, to figure out but, what's going on. But 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 you you know there's gonna be subtleties that we as as yep nerds who have seen all of Dave's stuff will pick up on that the casuals who haven't won't mm-hmm. exactly. you will definitely mm-hmm. you might not need to watch rebels but it will make the experience better just like yeah, I say, sure. when you watch when you watch like the, the argument between the between clone wars and rebels which is better i i still personally think i enjoy rebels better but i think rebels is only as good as it is because it has characters developed from the clone yep. wars in it like if, if you didn't mm-hmm. watch the clone wars and went straight to rebels you wouldn't know the importance of Rex or Ahsoka in in mm-hmm. the in these stories, or even or Gregory like Wolf. their first meeting, yeah, their first meeting when when Ahsoka and Rex meet in Rebels, you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't understand the the gravity of two yeah. friends seeing each other again after such a long time. Well, and not when, even that, they, but they went you wouldn't, so much together. That's you what you I mean. Know They're not Ahsoka just friends. Is. You wouldn't know Ahsoka. <laughs> Yeah, you know, exactly. So it, would not, it would literally just be a random just person. Be a, another another yeah. Jedi. Two randos meeting. Yeah. So I think what... I think it's gonna be like it's gonna be 
like blatantly obvious when these characters meet, like we've seen in the teaser, like, oh, it's been a while. So that tells the audience. So like Filoni says, you don't need to know. And I'm telling you right now, it's been a while since these two people have been together. Okay, they, they, they know each, each other. other. There's yeah. been a thing. But to us, it's like, oh, man, you know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And having having been a huge fan of these shows, we're going to just, I just know the Ahsoka show is going to be amazing. I've heard that mm-hmm. Filoni has written, personally written, every single episode. Mm-hmm. Like, he's completely taken charge. It's his... It's his yep. baby. He's yes, he, he hasn't directed every episode. I think he's directed either two or three of the episodes, but he's but he wrote all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duchess yeah. asks when we're gonna start our rewatch of Rebels, and we, I, I I I don't know about you guys, but that's a definite must before the Ahsoka uh-huh. show comes out. We got to rewatch yeah. Rebels. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. and we'll cover that. We kind of have to figure it out because I think we're gonna want to do more than one episode at a time just to kind of get through it. But I don't think we want to do yeah. like a full season at a time. I don't, I don't know. I think that probably would be our best bet. Maybe, maybe not. But we'll see. Because I don't know if we want to do eight episodes on. I'd be. It's eight weeks. That's two months. Yeah, that's true. That but time. but it's also like, do you have enough time to watch a full season of Re- of Rebels before our next podcast? <laughs> no, I mean, maybe <laughs> I, I could watch it all. In the- Considering my work schedule is going to change too next month, I definitely could. I could watch all of Rebels while on the clock <laughs> next month. <laughs> With my current schedule, I can't, but next month I totally could. Uh, well, yeah. this has been one of the funnest podcasts. I kind of, I just like, I like when we do these discussions where we don't necessarily have a topic because we just our conversation went everywhere. Mm-hmm. It, it it went. <laughs> so many places and i think this was, was an excellent episode uh just talking about everything from from the originals to the prequels to the sequels we discussed we discussed it all basically and and future and everything we're going and so not only is it very exciting to be a star wars fan but we're just going to continue to get more and more. And the, the lore just keeps getting bigger and deeper and harder to keep track of. And <laughs> but it's so fun. Yeah. Uh, Duchess said, too, uh, you should do this kind of show more often. I love seeing all your excitement for everything. And uh, Miss Lily Martinez agrees. <laughs> I, yeah. I think we should do an episode kind of like this right before Ahsoka for sure. Mm-hmm. Like maybe not have us just be like talking about the stuff we're excited to see on the show. Mm-hmm. And maybe like a couple of things that uh, maybe like some things that we expect to see some things yeah. like maybes and then some stuff that we'd love to see, but probably won't happen type stuff. I like, I always like I have a whole speculation episode. Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> And then it'd be it'd be fun to like you know as the season goes on to kind of see if any of us were right you know yeah do you think we're gonna get some Tamara Morrison playing Rex if we I mean we, we want to see That's live action I've... Rex and I'm like it's perfect because because Rex will be old at that point quite old mm-hmm. and so especially with the accelerated aging of cloning yeah they might actually have to they might actually have to 
Yeah, exactly. And I think it'd be awesome. I would, and I feel like he has a lot of passion for playing the character of Boba Fett and the clones. So I feel like, I feel like he would he would bring his heart and soul into that. He wouldn't he wouldn't just be like, oh, it's just another acting job. I think he would he would really he yeah. would, he would get in touch with that character. I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I think uh, this is a good wrapping point. We've been going on for over an hour and a half now. And wow, this was a fun episode. And I think, yeah, it's a good place to kind to wrap up. Yeah, so my kids wanted to say something real quick. Okay. Hey, you're hey come here. Hey, Nice. Uh, May the force be with you as well. (laughs) Hey, I'm Crazy Q and Dolph Canuck. Hello. (laughs) What's up, guys? Carrie has her little Leia hair right now. That's awesome. (laughs) I got my Dolph Beetle hair. Okay, I got Dolph Beetle. He's more machine than man now. Wait a minute. Are you still on stream right now? Yep. So don't say anything crazy now. <laughs> oh, man. I'm really the fan. My daddy doesn't like Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No, yeah, right, that was a great well, episode. Well, uh, I think, why don't you guys uh, go ahead and plug your stuff, Josiah, and we'll kind of get out of here. All right, yeah. So um, uh, not too much has changed. We still are doing our... Our weekly show, um, Hezekiah and I, on the Rock Show YouTube channel, and uh, still on Twitch, actually, on Hezekiah's Toys and Games Twitch. So it's uh, Saturday afternoons-ish here in the United States. And uh, yeah, that we just uh, play some games together, chat um, with everyone who, who stops by. And then um, uh, besides that, um, I haven't been doing the Rock Player Show because I've been working um, but we have been able to stream quite a bit more. So Hezekiah's Toys and Games on Kick, um, and Hezekiah and I have been streaming a decent decent amount, playing um, a lot of Battlefront 2. Um, but uh, yeah, pretty quick here, we're going to be playing Jedi Survivor. So excited for that. And then we're going to be going probably back and forth with Zelda Tears of the Kingdom when that comes out. So yeah, we're ex- we got some t- couple amazing games uh, that we'll be playing. And uh, I was just talking about it a little earlier. Since we have a PlayStation 5 now, I think probably the first game we get on there is going to be Spider-Man because it's one of Hezekiah's favorite um, Marvel characters. That's so. one I, I've always wanted to play, and I just still haven't yeah. had the chance to. Yeah, so I even wanted to like buy it on PC, but I just never did. But yeah, I think it'd be right. it'll be a great pickup to get like Spider Man remastered and then Miles Morales. So yeah, yeah, nice. so that's where I'm, we're at. I'm not doing too much. Hopefully, I'll be streaming Jedi Survivor in the next coming week or so. Uh, I'm doing. I've been doing a lot of video editing and stuff for for people, and so I've just been super busy. And but if you need anyone or need something edited. Go ahead and message me on uh, at Darth Canuck on Twitter. Uh, and yeah, hopefully I'll be streaming here again on the channel Darth Canuck for Jedi Survivor here coming up shortly. 
I uh, want to dig into that one. That's going to be my first main. <clears throat> That'll be the, the main game I focus on when basically playing any single player time. <laughs> so, but yeah, this was a great episode. It was fun. It was a great talk. And as always, may the force, force be with, be with you. You. <laughs> uh, you guys are so funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm <laughs>